guys, welcome back to the Bright Verde podcast. Thank you so much for watching this video, for listening to this podcast. We are rocking the white Bright Verde shirt. This was actually an old um, model that I tested. This was in the previous logo as well. Um, but if you would like to see, you know, what this white shirt would look like with the current logo, you know, feel free to comment on Twitter, hashtag Bright Verde. They'll leave a comment in the YouTube section. And we might put it out. I don't know. I just kind of tested the white one. Um, but obviously, we got the black shirts. I'm putting in orders for the jerseys. I got 10 shirts are, um, ordered. We have uh, five medium. No, five large, five extra large, one medium, one small. So if um, you are interested in the jersey, I mean, not in a jersey, in a shirt, uh, feel free to hit me on the DMs. Um, and I can just uh, give it to you somewhere. I can deliver it to you. $20 a shirt, guys. It's good quality. You're representing the podcast. You're helping a content, a local content producer, so um, content creator. So I, I would really appreciate it. Um, but thanks for everyone who's showing the support. Um, it really means the world to me. Guys, this episode is going to be packed. We have a lot to talk about. And it's going to be, you know, obviously there was no Austin FC game um, this weekend. So we don't have talk about you know any games for Austin FC but we are going to talk about some fan questions um the Newcastle takeover by the Saudi uh, Arabia investment fund uh, we're going to talk transfer rumors and you know a lot more so let's go ahead and get right into it guys um and I want to start this episode actually by talking some fan questions because um, I really really appreciate um people using the hashtag bright verde if you have not asked a question using the hashtag bright verde you more than welcome to do so this will show me you know what to talk about in next episodes so um if you want to ask a question if you want me to talk about something use the hashtag bright verde um and that's how i'm gonna um you know look at those questions the first question by situational flopper at mma cynic uh shout out situational flopper um, he said, I agree that this is, uh, in relation to the, the previous episode, um, about who, who are we keeping, um, with the expansion draft? He said, I agree that the team can be better value from two to three of the, of the DPs, but do you see their positions as the biggest need for upgrade? I'm feeling like the team needs to upgrade the CBs more than any mids or wings. So like I was saying in the, in the previous episode, um, in my opinion, I think that both Cecilio and um, Pochettino are not really good enough, and including Ronnie Reyes as well. Um, so most of our decision-making in terms of who are our, our best players, in theory, should be, have not really worked. I think the ones that have worked are obviously um, Sebastián Drusi and Musa Gite, who's already making an impact. Both of them are already making more of an impact than Cecilio and Pochettino and Reyes have made all season in just a few games. Um, so I, I think that the biggest upgrade that we can make to the team is in the center back position. So I agree with situational flopper. I think that we should invest in a high quality young, young to prime um, center back, somebody who is maybe like 28, 26, 27, um, who has, Still, you know, a good resale value if we need to resell if he does perform. Um, but somebody who's just gonna perform right at the gate for us as well. Somebody who's in their in their prime, you know. Uh, and 
I think because Matt Beasler, you know, he's not really going to last long here, guys. He's he's getting old. He's not fast. He does have leadership qualities. He is great, I think, on the ball. And in my opinion, Johan Romagna is going to be our starting center back. Um, I don't think, you know, shout out to Julio Cascante, but I don't think he's he's starting quality for, for Austin FC. At this level, he is, obviously. But, you know, if, if we want to achieve better things than being bottom last uh, next season... I don't see him as a starting center back. We need more quality in the back if we are going to get points. So I think I do agree with situational flopper. I think that we should definitely invest heavily in our center back. I don't know about a DP slot, but why the fuck not? You know, if if if, if it's available or a young uh, money signing, but we, we need to invest heavily in that position. And I think as well in the in the mids, of course, we, we have to uh, invest in the mids because I don't think that Pochettino is good enough. And I've talked about this extensively in many other episodes. I just don't think he's the right man for us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pochettino stands. I'm sorry, Fucho. I'm sorry, people who who absolutely die for this guy when he doesn't really offer anything. He's average at best. That's how I describe Pochettino. And he's a DP. So if he can be bought down and he can be a rotational player to give um, Danny Pereira, Alex Ring some rest, then so be it. I'm, I'm cool with it. But get him this off the status of DP because he's not DP quality. At least he hasn't been playing like DP quality. And he's been playing most of our games all season. I think he started all but two or three games this season. So... I I think that we should invest also in a in a center mid, which I'm going to talk about Kervin Arriaga, who was very very um, talked about in the in the Twitter timeline because of some transfer rumors, um, and I think that's a position where we could. I, it makes sense why we're linked to this guy, in my opinion, is because of what I'm saying. Like we don't have quality in the center mid, and I don't think Pochettino has been good enough, so we need to to come up with a better solution for it. And Arriaga might be that solution, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, so stay tuned for that. And um, also on the wings, I I, I kind of disagree with with situational flopper here because um, you know he sees more of a of a center back need, but I think it's kind of I think it's kind of equally across the board center mid, uh, center back and wings because Rodney Redes, yes, he's been injured, and 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 we can definitely like acknowledge that. Because he, he was one of my standouts in preseason. Both Rodney Redes and Danny Pereira were actually both of my standouts in preseason. And I am really, really disappointed in Rodney's season. Um, and he has been injured. According to reports, he has been playing with an injured, I believe, knee all season long. Which obviously can be good. And and that could be a legitimate reason why he's not performing to the level that he should be performing uh, performing because up until Sebastian Drusi, Rodney Redes was our most expensive player at three million. Um, I think three or three point five million, which is absolutely insane. So, you know, it's he either we sell him, and and that was part of my. Um, that's why I included him in my list um, for keeping and and excluding from the expansion draft or or the protected players is because I hope that we can sell him. And at least recoup as much money as as we can. I highly doubt that we would get even half of what we paid for Ronnie Redes. So the um, 
the plan might be that he plays next season. Hopefully he's not injured. Hopefully he can kind of like burst into the scene and maybe recoup the money. Or it, obviously if he performs well, then, you know, we can just keep him. So that might be what Claudio Reina, Josh Wolf, and company are, 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 are thinking. Um, but that's kind of what I think of this whole, uh, you know, protecting players for next season for the expansion draft and especially with our DPs. Um, I just think in general we should keep our DPs in the protected list so that we can obviously sell them. We we wouldn't want to lose a DP in a, in an expansion draft. I think that's that's pretty idiotic in my opinion. Um, but shout out Situational Flopper for using the hashtag Bright Verde. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, next up for the next uh, and last fan question that used the hashtag Bright Verde um, is from um, Muse or Moose. Uh, and his hashtag is DaleMoose8. Yo, by the way, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, you know, feel free to comment um, so I can get it right because I want to make sure I get it right. He said, great pod. Uh, the only thing I disagree is the Stroud is just another Rodney Redes. I don't really see anything good in this guy. Gets beaten easily, and he looks lost. I, I'll, keep this, uh, I'll keep it on the safe zone and use Gallagher. So, again, that's for the uh, protected um, list for the expansion draft. And, you know, I, I can't disagree here. I can't disagree. I, I, I like Stroud, and I've been a Stroud, um, you know, vocal supporter from the top flight days early on. You know, the first podcast, I was already on the, on the Stroud uh, hype train. I just think he's a much better player um, than Rodney Redes from what I've seen. Stroud gives you a little bit different. He is a workhorse. You know, he is somebody who you want on the pitch because they're going to fight for every ball. They're going to run as fast as they can. They're going to attempt every ball. And he just makes things happen. Whether they're good or bad, that is a different story, okay? Yes, he makes bad decisions. He has made great decisions early on in the season. So whether he gives you that final product can be contested, and I'm willing to accept that. But... I think that he gives you more than that final product. He gives you everything before that final product, in my opinion, more than Redney Redes. So that is why I would choose Stroud over Redes. But like I said, if you are protecting players, you want to make sure that you're not not protecting your DPs and your young monies. So if we can recoup Rodney Redes' money, I would be okay with losing Stroud and then selling Redes and getting somebody better. Um, however, if Rodney Redes was not a young money, I would 100% choose Stroud to keep over Rodney Redes. And that's what I think about that. Um, and of course I agree 100% that Gallagher on the right hand side is obviously the safe bet. And we should definitely stick with Gallagher on the right hand side. If we want to be attacking now, if we want to get a little more defensive, a little more pragmatic, put on Stroud. I think that's a great, um, choice and like i said also in the past we we can also try with hector jimenez in that right hand side if we want to be a little more defensive if we want to keep maybe the ball a little bit more um i i i do see that hector jimenez can give us something in the midfield versus always playing him in the in the right back position because we can have hector jimenez and nick lima both together on the right hand side and i think that would provide a lot of balance to the team so if we don't if we don't want to play gallagher Put in Hector Jimenez. I think our right-hand side is covered with Gallagher and Jimenez, but I think that we also need just like a young 
dynamic attacking winger, which was supposed to be Rodney Redes, but obviously it didn't work out. Um, so that's what I want to say about those two fan questions. And again, shout out to those guys for using the hashtag Bright Verde. If you want to feature on the pod and um, you know me mention you, please use the, the hashtag Bright Verde. That's how I'm going to notice people um, you know, talking about the pod. So um, moving on to, I think, the biggest news. Uh, actually, before I move into that, let's talk about Kervin Arriaga. Let's talk about those transfer rumors because I think it fits with, with this Austin FC um, talk that I got going on. Shout out. Also, I'm drinking uh, Modelo Michelada, Limon y Sal. Uh, if you're not watching on video, it's like this tall, um, this tall beer uh, in a can. And let's see how it tastes. For those of you um, who like ASMR, it's actually pretty good. It's actually really good. Um, let's talk about Kervin Arriaga, guys. So I saw this on the timeline. Uh, shout out to my boy Jorge from Austin Anthem. Um, he was all over it early on. And there was a rumor that came out by um, the source was uh, Diario, La, Diario La Prensa uh, from Honduras. And La Prensa came out and reported this about uh, Kervin Arriaga, who is a midfielder for... Um, La Selección de Honduras, the Honduran national team. And I'm going to translate on the fly because this is in Spanish. Um, but essentially, uh, they are saying uh, center mid of 23 years of age, uh, Kervin Arriaga is close to uh, leaving the club with uh, an exclusive story from them where Minnesota United um, is looking at Kervin as well as Austin FC. Um, both clubs have entered the fight for Arriaga, um, but they know that Austin FC has a priority uh, due to the discovery rights, um, which is a, is a weird fucking thing in MLS. Um, so due to those discovery rights, Austin FC are in pole position to be able to sign this player from Marathon, um, who owns the player. Um and yeah, it's uh this is a player who has been playing apparently really well. He has contract with Marathon on and it ends in June of twenty twenty one. Um which doesn't really make sense because we are in uh October. Um but maybe it's a typo or something. Uh, but it looks like they are negotiating his exit. Um, and they are worried about him leaving on a free. So again, this is a, a prime situation for clubs to negotiate because you know they know that they can just wait it out and, and get the player on a free, give him more money. The player obviously would, would not mind that. But the club is going to want to sell for anything right now to not lose him on a free. So this could be a lick by Austin FC. It could be a steal if this is done right. Um, and again, there is no reason why it can't be done because they have the discovery rights. Unless um, I believe, if Minnesota want to sign them, sign him, then they would have to pay up some money to Austin FC. Um, but it, it definitely, apparently, is confirmed that 
um, that they are in in talks with with clubs, and they're also in talks with a renewal for him as well for Maratón. So, you know, they might renew him, which will allow them to get more money for him. Um, and it, you know, it, it it depends on the player and what he wants to do. Um, but this is a player who is very well, you know, touted. Um, and I wanna I wanna shout out um, my boy. Um, Jorge Gonzalez from Top Ben 90. Uh, shout out to them and the Charlotte people over there. Uh, they're about to get their inaugural season in 2022. Uh, Jorge, it was a, a meme of uh, of of Peter Parker uh, from Spider-Man, the the Sam Raimi movies, and he's putting on his glasses. At first, you know, he doesn't have his glasses, so he's his Paul Pogba. He puts on his glasses, and it's Kevin Arriaga. Great meme. But, um, you know, Jorge is pretty excited about him. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a, something that he, he mentioned directly to me. Um, let me see. Blah, blah, blah. Um, dang, I can't find it. Shit. Sorry, Jorge. But essentially, um, this is somebody who apparently is being uh, recommended to go to Europe. You know, like, they're very hyped on this guy. Um, and in his game against Costa Rica, he played 90 minutes, three three key passes, seven out of 11 uh, long balls, three shots, five out of seven dribbles completed, 15 duels won, three fouls won by him. Um, again, really young player, 23 years of age, center mid position, which is something that we are desperately in need of. So I don't know what you think about I don't know what you guys think about Kervin Arriaga. I'm actually gonna quickly look up and see how he did against Mexico. Um, we're gonna use uh, Sofa Score, Sofa Score, and let's see how he did because I don't think he had a great game against Mexico. Uh, Fucho said that you know he was being he was being dominated. Um, so let me see. Honduras versus Mexico. And um, sorry, guys. I bet this is not. Re- I bet this is boring. Kervin Arriaga. Deportivo Maratón. He played against Mexico. Um, I can't really pull up any stats on him against Mexico, but um, he's a, he's a tall dude too. You know, he's a tall dude. Something that you need um, as a center mid, I think, uh, sometimes, because we already got the short guys. You know, we got Danny Pereira, Lil Sebastian, um, and Alex Ring is not necessarily you know huge. I think he's way taller than than Alex Rang. Um, but, you know, this was... I don't think he got a great game against Mexico. I'm not going to lie. I was going to watch the game, guys. But I just wanted to see the U.S. men's national team. And I kind of regret it because it was, a, it was a shit game by the U.S. men's national team. And I think this is a great segue to 
Well, actually, before I move into the U.S. men's national team, let me know what you guys think about Kervin Arriaga. Did you watch the Mexico and Dudas game? If so, use the hashtag Bright Verde and let me know what you think about this guy. I I don't know if I don't know if he's a solution, um, but you know. We we do need a little more something in the midfield, and you know he he could be, he could be our guy. Um, I think I saw like one million for him. Man, that would be so cheap. Actually, apparently they're saying that this is that the price tag they're they're asking for is is big, and that's why these MLS clubs might not uh, compete. Um, but if he's running out of you know his contract and he's not renewed then there is that doesn't make sense because you can't ask for a lot of money. Um, so that's that's the scoop on Kervin Arriaga. The, the talks are real. And again, this is what I've been saying. We need more quality. We just need more quality. Our players are not good enough. And I hate to say this. I hate to break it down for you guys who think that we have the best fucking players. We don't have the best players. We are bottom of the table, and in my opinion, is because these players have not performed to the levels that they should be performing. Basic stuff. And yes, a lot of it is Josh Wolf. A lot of it is the players. A lot of it is recruiting. It's not just on Josh Wolf. I think the players have a huge um, cut of this blame. And you guys fail to recognize that. Um... And that's that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team. You know, we lost against Panama. And, of course, of course, I'm rooting for the U.S. men's national team, baby. You know what I mean? One nation, one team. Um, that's who we root for. And, you know, right now the, the, the qualification is, um, let me pull up the table here. We have uh, the standings. Stats, timeline, lineups, news, uh, World Cup qualifiers. Um, the so we have Mexico uh, with eleven points because um, they won. They beat Honduras one nil. We have the U.S. with eight points on second place. Panama with eight points on third place. Canada with seven points on fourth place. Costa Rica six points on fifth. El Salvador fifth. Uh, five points, Honduras, three points, Jamaica, two points. So it's getting heated. It's getting tight, um, especially in the top three, top four. Um, and the next game that we have, well, actually, before we get into the next game, let's talk about the game. It was it was a shit performance. Um, Burr Halter did his best Josh Wolf impression and um, rotated a lot of the players. And it makes sense. Uh, Josh Wolf is cut from the cloth of Greg Berhalter. You know, he was his assistant um, all his um, coaching career. And, you know, they, they have the same kind of philosophy in the way they see the game. So uh, he rotated a bunch of players. In my opinion, you know, sometimes you got to rotate. And I tweeted this, and I, I live by it. Sometimes you got to rotate. If the player, if the coach thinks that that was the right decision, then that was, you know, to him that was the right decision. Now, we can talk after the game, and now we can say it was probably not the best decision. Uh, but before the game, sometimes you got to just shh, calladito, you know, just wait till till you see the game. Um, I, I do think that Panama was uh, superior 
than than the U.S. pretty much all game until the second half, uh, and when Brendan Aronson came in, and I think he's he's top elite talent for the U.S. Uh, this kid is is awesome. Um, when he came on, uh, on, we looked better, but um, I think Panama was still, I think, in control. You know, like they just kind of decided to sit back and, and hit the U.S. on the counter. It worked a couple times. Um, we were quite lucky a couple times, um, and I don't think we really put the Panama goalkeeper in a lot of pressure, which says a lot. We had zero shots on target. Um, some were close, but they were not on target. And it's it's worrisome. It's worrisome because we should have played with a, a better starting eleven. I wanted to see Ricardo Pepe, you know, from the start. You know, he's he has momentum, and that is the thing with 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 Berhalter that he made a mistake. And I think where the parallel with Josh Wolf is very apparent is that mo- that that momentum killer. Don't kill the momentum, man. Keep playing the guy that's in form. You know, you, you're not the club. Like for, for Greg Berhalter, Ricardo Pepe is is not a 100% with the U.S. men's national team. You have him for a limited amount of time. Why rotate? Let FC Dallas deal with that. If he gets injured, let FC Dallas deal with that injury. But don't rotate on a World Cup qualifier for the sake of fucking rotating. That is where I don't agree. Um... And I think he messed up. It did not. It did not work. And you gotta recognize that. As Berhalter, when he goes home, or to his fucking hotel, he he needs to reflect and 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 acknowledge the fact that that did not work. And Panama were just much better. They looked like a better team. Um, and it was a fucking snooze fest too. I'm never gonna get those two hours back in my life. Um, and you know, is 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 gonna be a great a great World Cup qualifier. Um, um, and I'm excited about that. Now, let's talk about the biggest news that happened in football, and that was the Saudi takeover of Newcastle United. Now, on Twitter. Which, by the way, Twitter is my third home. I got my home here in Leander, where we got the studio. We got Q2 Stadium, where I live because I got a premium season membership. And the third home is Twitter, because I spend most of my time on Twitter. Now, if you want to reach me, you can definitely reach me at Twitter, at Marcelo underscore ATX. Now, I've said on Twitter... I've been a huge proponent of the Super League. Huge. From years ago. Because before I even became the Super League, I've always wanted a NBA-type style uh, European League where we have the best of the best playing week in and week out. Not the Champions League. Week in and week out. A table with you know 30 or whatever fixtures per season. And the, the, the top teams battle it out to see who's the best. I think that is the most fair way to gauge who is better over a prolonged period of time versus a cup competition where anything can happen 
And luck plays a huge part in a in a cup competition, in a knockout competition like the Champions League and the World Cup. If you have a season-long tournament, that determines, in my opinion, a that gives you a much better uh, metric of who is better. That is my opinion. Some people disagree. Some people agree. I think that is harder to win a league versus a cup competition. Um, because in a league, you have to be extremely consistent. Extremely consistent. Whereas in a cup competition, you can get lucky. Very, very lucky. Um, and and the, the, the season-long tournament... Um, requires a lot more focus, a lot more determination in a prolonged period of time. So that is why I think the Super League needs to happen. Now, why am I talking about this? Because whenever the Super League was announced, there was all this outrage about the Super League. Oh, the rich are ruining football. Oh, you know, the football is ruined and it doesn't belong to the people and the fans and all this bullshit that people want to spew out. All this hypocrisy. And this was very well in display with this uh, Saudi takeover of Newcastle. I want to see Newcastle fans who protested the Super League come out and uh, protest this Saudi takeover of Newcastle. And I doubt I'm going to see one Newcastle fan who thinks this way. Why? Because it doesn't. Because it hurts their interest as Newcastle fans, which is. My main point is the Super League is, um, is I guess, bad because it affects your club. And only when it affects your club, you care about it. The Super League is needed. Um, just like this uh, new uh, takeo- takeover by the Saudi Arabia of Newcastle. Football is run by money. And it is not what it used to be. It is an entertainment uh, source. It is purely spectacle. It's entertainment. It, 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 you know, it's, it's ruined already. It's been ruined. Newsflash has been fucking ruined. All of you guys who think that football is pure and it hasn't been ruined are fucking delusional. Okay. Football is ruined completely already. We, the Champions League is, in my opinion, it's a joke. You, you know, who's going to win the Champions League. We know who's going to win the Champions League. We know who's going to win. And, and, and the reason I say this is because how is the Super League worse than what we already have in every single top European league? You can't tell me that the Super League is, is a worse option. I'm sorry. You can't tell me that knowing who's going to win La Liga, the EPL, Liga, and uh, Bundesliga, and I don't know um, who you want to add um as a fifth one doesn't really fucking matter the point is instead yeah sorry <laughs> um instead yeah you don't it, it it we all know who's going to win it we know who's going to win it and if we don't know who's going to win it i can give you a runners up and i can give you a a, a choice b and and most likely i'm going to be 90% right if i were to make my prediction uh my prediction i'm going to be 90% right and you can't tell me that. Like, like you can't tell me against that. It's it's ridiculous. 
the, we need a super league because we already know who's going to win. Like the, the leagues are already are already they're fixed by these super clubs. They're fixed already. And to me that's not fair. To me, I want a competition where the best are playing with the best. And everybody else can play their own competitions. Okay? Now whether it's a closed system or not, I don't give a fuck. I just want the best playing, you know, um in in a league format. Now, how they did it was incorrect, sure. But the idea is is right for me. Um and the Saudi takeover is just so hypocritical. Where where is where is the outrage against this takeover? I have ne- I have not seen one one person being outraged by this takeover. Because everyone is, you know, their mouths are watering with what Newcastle's going to do with 430 billion fucking dollars. They they have these this uh Saudi uh, public investment fund or whatever the fuck is called has Ten times more money than the richest clubs combined. You're gonna tell me that's fair? Are you seriously gonna tell me that this is the right thing to do for football? Where is the outrage? Where are the people on the streets, um, you know, protesting this takeover? Zero, none. They don't fucking exist. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. One hundred percent. And it's sad. It's sad because, you know, football is ruined and it's been ruined. And having the Super League will be a a, a way to bring it back, in my opinion. Um, as for the Newcastle, obviously they're going to spend. Obviously they're going to spend money. And don't be surprised. Like, it's a lot of jokes and shit, but they're going to make Moves for big players. Big moves. If you guys don't remember, that's how PSG, you know, 10 years ago when PSG started spending, look at where they are now. Powerhouse. And Newcastle is going to do the same thing. And they may do it in, in you know, in, in half of the time because they have 10 times more money. Um... So don't be surprised if you start seeing players go to Newcastle starting next season. Now, of course, they have to you know maneuver around financial fair play, but we all know financial fair play is a fucking joke. Hence, why PSG is able to spend you know billions of dollars. Um, and uh, yeah, hashtag Super League. That's what I want. Give me the Super League. Um. It looks like, you know, looks like this is going to be a short episode, guys. Um, I, I made a poll on Twitter um, because I saw an Alexi Lala's tweet. And, I, you know, I'm not going to get political. I'm, you know, I, 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 put, I put it up to the vote for the people. And the people voted uh, to not get political. Um. But man, I, I really wanted to talk about that tweet. Um, now nah, you know what? Fuck it. This is my podcast. I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, so what happened was somebody tweeted that Alex. Okay, so Alexi Lalas took a picture with a Los Verdes, uh, you know, group. 
Um, it was like a group of like maybe 10, you know, I don't know, seven people or something like that. Uh, while he was in Austin for the, you know, just as a fan, um, coming to watch the U.S. men's national team play against, um, who did we beat? Um, who did we beat? Um, dude, I'm fuck- oh, Jamaica. Yeah, 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 against Jamaica. And while he was here, he took a picture with some, some Los Verdes members. And, you know, I don't really care about Los Verdes. I'm not a member. Um, but he, uh, somebody tweeted that Alexi Lalas was a chode and that he was racist and an all right, you know, member and all this shit. And I just, it struck me because Alexi, I, I've, I've been hearing the, the State of the Union podcast for years. Um, and He's not racist, guys. <laughs> He's just not a racist guy. Um, and, you know, Sergio hopped on, which, you know, I, I respect, you know, Sergio Trist. Um, I respect, you know, everyone who hopped on and talked about it. You know, they kept saying that he had, you know, retweeted, you know, racist tweets and said, you know, like followed racist accounts and all this stuff. I have yet to see evidence of, of that, first and foremost. And the link that somebody posted um, about him being racist was an article that was done back in 2017 with with the kneeling of the national anthem. And all he had said was that it just took courage now to stand during the national anthem. In in what way is that is that racist? Like I, I don't understand. It's like whether you want to kneel or stand, that's up to the person. And he has a point. At the time, if you didn't kneel, all eyes were on you because you were like going against the movement. And that's a valid opinion. That that doesn't mean that that person's racist. You know, that means that they they care about the national anthem and they and and, and, and like they think that they should stand for the national anthem. But that doesn't negate the movement, nor does that make that person racist. And that is where. I draw the line. It's like all these accusations being done. And this this is not just like on the people who commented about this, about Alexi Lalas. This is just in general. And this is the bribery of the podcast. I talk about whatever I want. And if you guys have been listening from the very beginning of the podcast, I talk about shit like this. Okay? I have a, a, a big problem with how we deal with this discord, uh, a discourse online. Um, and how, because, you know, because I don't think the way you think I'm labeled as, you know, something, you know, because like, for example, like I said, I don't, I don't care about standing or kneeling for the national anthem. I respect the movements. Um, but let's say like I, I would kneel during the national anthem. Like if I was an athlete, I would kneel, I would join the movement. Don't get that shit twisted. But if I saw somebody not kneeling and standing up, my reaction would not be, fuck that guy. He's racist. He doesn't support Black Lives Matter. He must be all right. That is idiotic, okay? That's idiotic. Unless that guy comes out and explicitly says, you know, that, 
then to me, um, I'm not, you know, like, to each his own. And Alexi Lalas has the right to make that opinion. And he didn't say anything racist. Again, in that article, he had said nothing racist. All he said was he believed that during the national anthem, you should stand and be proud with your chest out and your head up and forward because you're representing your country and you're at war in sporting sense with your country. And it's a pride, it's a pride moment, you know, to be in that position and represent your country. Nowhere in there is he saying anything against the movement or anything like that. He's stating his opinion about why, to him, standing for the national anthem takes courage now. Because you're going to get blamed or you're going to get um, judged if you don't stand. And again, it's just an opinion. And I wasn't even interested about this shit until I saw that comment on Twitter. And I called this guy a clown and I fucked up. Okay? I fucked up. Because I need to work on insulting people online. I'm, I don't want to be that person. Sometimes I just get heated and I just go for it. But I need to, I need to chill with that. Because we are people. Okay? And it's real easy to go into this rabbit hole when you're just insulting people online. And that's, that's what online activity does to you. It desensitizes you from, from the human element. Because you wouldn't say that to that motherfucker's face. Because you can get punched square in the mouth. Okay? So, I apologized for calling him a clown. But again, I just disagreed with that judgment. And I disagree because I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I don't give a fuck about red or blue. I'm just a human who has basic, you know, who I believe in basic human rights, and that's it. Um, and, uh... But it's just so ridiculous now where if if you fall into one thing, you're now an entire group of people. And it's like, yo, like, chill the fuck out. For example, if you voted for Trump, you're a Trump supporter. Therefore, you support a racist, uh, misogynist, sexist, uh, you know, person, which makes you, therefore, a misogynist, sexist, and racist person. It's like, no. Maybe they just didn't want Biden as president. Maybe they looked at another thing. You know what I mean? Like it's just it 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 it's just ridiculous, man. It's so fucking ridiculous. It's annoying to see online, and it's it's hypocritical because these people who are like these social justice warriors that are like peace, love, and positivity, and like love each other and all this shit. As soon as somebody says something that goes against what they believe, they are subject to the same treatment that they, you know, like they that that they are claiming to be under. You know, they're 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 calling people names. They're, um, you know, like being extremely aggressive with these people. And it's like, dude, you're 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 being what you're supposedly against. And it's so hypocritical. It's so easy to see. And I think I think that shit's just so dumb, so fucking dumb. And that's that. That's all I gotta say about that shit. It it annoyed me. And I'm going to talk about it. Um, and you can vote for whoever you want to vote for. I don't give a fuck. As long as you're a decent human being, we can talk. And that is what I'm going to take out of this whole thing. Is um, 
respect other people's opinions and just listen, man. Just listen to what they have to say. Try to understand where that person's coming from. It's so easy to judge and be like, fuck you, versus why, why do you think that? Why do you say that? Okay, I say this because of this. What do you have to say about that? Oh, you disagree. Well, I disagree with your disagreement. And I, you know, this is why. And, you know, you can have a conversation. But that's hard. That's hard to do. And maybe I'm naive for thinking that. But fuck it. You know, that's that's who I am. So if we get on Twitter on an argument, just know that I'm I'm trying to figure out things. I'm trying to poke your brain. Okay? And if I'm an asshole to you, Tell me that I'm an asshole and I'm going to apologize and I need to work on that. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that, guys. And I'm sorry, you know, I, I, I know that I put it on the poll that I wasn't going to get political. But, you know, this podcast was only like 30 minutes long while I while I was talking. And, I, I you know, I just felt like I needed to make it longer. And um, I think this is good. You know, um, it, you know, it's shout out to Jeremiah Bentley. You know, he was like he was like, hey, man. Sometimes you got to just talk about it, you know? He said, hey, man. He said, oh, man, I'm happy to never talk local politics again after the Austin FC journey. But if you got to take, don't shy away. Jeremiah Bentley, shout out. You're fucking right, man. I'm not going to shy away. And I hope you guys, you know, whether you disagree or, or agree with me, let me know. Let me know. Hashtag Bright Verde. Let me know. Um, shout out to Sergio Trist as well for, for bringing his points. And, you know, I'm, I'm cool with people who, who have their own opinion and who are vocal about their opinion. And I can disagree with somebody, but at the very least, I'm going to respect you because, you know, you, you know, you, you think that what you have to say is, is, uh, important enough to say it on a, on a permanent record. And, I think that's I think that's cool, you know. So shout out to everyone who 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 got into it, and and I apologize to the person that I that I call the clown. Um, that's not really nice to do. So um, that's that, guys. Um, and then lastly, I just saw this comment by Nelson Castillo, um, who has been fucking with us lately. And shout out to Nelson Castillo uh, at El Buen Nelson. He said, first place, Mexico, invite me to your podcast. Nelson, you are invited anytime you want to hop on to the Bright Weather podcast, brother. You're more than welcome to come. I got space for both of us. I just need to get the cable that goes uh, behind the mic for my second mic. But I'm going to get that this week. Uh, we also got content coming from um, Austin FC Review. That's my boy Larkin. He's going to be featured in this podcast as well. This podcast is open to anybody who wants to hop on the mic. Okay? My house is open. My studio is open for you guys. Please just slide into those DMs. Let me know when you want to come. And I can I can make sure I can book you for the next episode. This is a podcast. I want to make a community. I want to make a community of soccer fans who are not afraid to say what the fuck they want to say without repercussion because this is an open environment. And... That is the bright red style. Is I want people to come here and be comfortable saying whatever the fuck they want to say. Um, and just know that if you say some dumb shit, I'm going to call you out on it. And if I say some dumb shit, I expect you to call me out on it. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how we do it. Um, with that being said, again, 
Follow Bright Verde on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment there. Um, if you want, if it's not too much to ask, just hit play on that YouTube uh, video. Maybe kind of scroll around, give it a like, and then come back to the audio version or vice versa. It helps out a lot. Leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, we have the shirts. We have the black one. I'm wearing the white one right now, but we have the black with the new logo available. Like I said, I have four large, four extra large, one medium and one small. Actually, I have one less extra large because somebody already uh, placed an order. Shout out. Um, let me know if you want me to call you out on the pod uh, for those who, who have bought the shirts. Um, I don't know if you're, you know, if that's cool for me to, you know, tell people who already has bought shirts for me. Um, but, um, you know, get those shirts in again. I, I, I would appreciate the support and, you know, of course, share this podcast, you know, be active with me on Twitter. It helps out a lot. And I, I, I'm really happy with you guys. I'm, I cannot believe the support has been this great. I appreciate what everyone does for the podcast, all those tweets and like people being supportive, Alvaro, you know, Fucho, Regal Pinguino, like PJ, Jorge, Brian, Twin Oaks, Austin FC Review, like Situational Flopper, Bad Benny, um, Quitlawak, you know what I'm saying? Like all you guys, Paco, like it's been so, so fucking amazing, man. And, and you know, shout out to you guys. It It's really like. It really makes my my fucking week, you know? Um, so shout out to y'all. This podcast is for everybody. So um, hashtag Bright Verde. You know, we're out of here. Peace. I'll catch y'all next week.